Hello, friends. It's nice to be talking to all of you tonight. My name is the, the person talking on the end of this microphone, and that's all you need to know about me, because I exist in the big brother post-police state of modern-day America. I, it sucks, but I, you know, like, I, I don't want the government to come and shoot my asshole or something. I don't want that. So... Yeah, hello. I'm just I so this is the first episode of my current I assume soon to be abandoned uh mid uh, early to mid 2020s uh creative project that I'm currently working on for the simple prim idea truth that you know, I'm working on publishing a novel and that the whole process of publishing a novel is more work than the actual writing of the novel itself. Or at least it takes more time on my end is more accurate, perhaps. But, you know, I, as I'm going through that process, I find that I really do lack currently in any sort of outlet for my creative urges. And so I thought a podcast where I just talk and rant and be myself might be might be a good idea. Like, you know, it's definitely a project, I think. You know, like that's the thing. I think I think when you need to make a project, the project you make is one that makes you happy to make ultimately, and with any other considerations secondary, because you know that's not something that's ever guaranteed in this world is to be happy for any <laughs> stained period of time, and so it makes sense to try and extend that and feed that and help and heal help that as much as possible. So here I am, a little person, uh, making this little voice recording probably wait you know anxiety anticipating that i'm going to run out of things to talk about which frankly i doubt simply on the nature that my mind is an endless stream of non back-to-back -back connected thoughts that don't ever really fully stop i'm sure there are people out there who understand exactly what i mean and exactly what i'm i'm implying by that but yeah, so this is me, a little, uh, you know, for reference, I'm a big video game person nerd. I just kind of like shit that shines and says, oh, look at me, I'll pretend to know things about the world. And that kind of shit always scratches my buttons, I'd say. That's an old me saying, that is, scratch my buttons. I made that up. And, you know, and, of course, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, and I'll probably just be... What should I do? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play a video game, and I'll just talk while I'm playing the video game. This isn't like a video game walkthrough, you know. It's just I'm I'm talking. I expect you to come for the talking for some reason, but also I'm gonna be playing a video game. So here we go. I'm going on my desktop. I'm looking for something to play. I've been really into Pillars of Eternity 2: Deadfire recently. I've been playing a lot of Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire because I really am a big old Obsidian RPG nerd. Uh, I did, I, I grew up on Bioware and Obsidian RPG video games and, you know, I'm really happy as like a 26 year old who first played them when I was like 13, or 24 year old, sorry. I think I'm older than I am. I'm so happy to be 24 because it means I get to be a dumbass for so much longer. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I was really happy. I, I had trouble playing this game initially because for some odd, unknowable cosmic reason, my brain does not enjoy the process of specifically top-down, real-time, like, Obsidian RPG combat. Like, it's weird, too, because I was really... Like, my first big RPG I ever played was KOTOR and then Dragon Age, but the thing is, those are third-person perspective, and I think perspectives 
honestly underrated in terms of how important it is in video games. I mean, you know, I, I fully am, I am happy that first person is getting so much love, but I do hope we get more third person stuff in the future. I like third person. I like to perceive of the individual which I'm playing as separate than me and not me, if that makes sense. Like, you know, first person's a little, might be a little too immersive for me a lot of the time, you know, but I don't know. At the same time, definitely is better. All right, so I'm loading up Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, and see, this is how you know it's a good walkthrough, because I don't show you a fucking thing from the game. <laughs> I just expect you to enjoy this little fellow's reactions as if I'm the most charming individual alive, when really... I'm quite an odd little, and I'll tell you a secret viewer, listeners, I'm quite an odd little duckling. <laughs> Alright, so in Pillars, you know, I'll, it's basically just an RPG, you go, and so this god, right, this god came to your home and demolished your home, and it was very rude, so you traveled across the sea to find the god, and destroy it, slash save it, just figure out what the fuck it's doing, and also you're a pirate, <laughs> and it's like, okay. I was like a medieval lord in the last game, and now I'm a like pirate of some sort, or like at least a sailor of some sort. And I'm like, that's really cool. My specific roleplay is like, I'm a cool pirate queen. I'm a pirate queen, right? And she like, she she she's very like, she starts out in the game really cutthroat. She's just and that's and I like to think she's like, she starts out in the game as like a younger cut like who here's the, here's my roleplay. So this is a lord who transfers to a pirate, and I kind of like to think that in my character, the pirate lifestyle has made her become a much better person than she was in the last game. I think that is absolutely true. That is absolutely something that is the case. And I'm very happy with it, but... <laughs> God, I'm so... Uh, so distracted. So distracted by the upwardness of life you know so distracted by it my life has been getting good lately my life has to all you other uh 20 somethings who a lot of times just feel shitty about your life i know there's a lot of you uh i want you to just know that mine is getting really good <laughs> i'm gonna pro like and here's the thing i i mean that in all the ways that i i really do mean a life should be getting better um like for example my i recently reconciled recently with my mother who uh was not okay with my was was we was uh, for now i'll just say did something that i thought was was really bad and was really not a good behavior but i was really happy that she reacted in a way afterwards that i felt like we've come to a much better place and understanding uh, and i just you know i won't pretend things aren't still are still aren't perfect but you know i just i'm just happy i came to the realization that i love my mother enough that you know her not being perfect is really okay with me and she and to be honest if you heard the thing that i was mad about my i still think a lot of you would be like yeah that was that was really weird to react that way about my mother i think a lot of you'd be very understanding about it though and that i think would i would appreciate because a lot of you i think probably might would theoretically be listening to this podcast that i'm almost certainly going to abandon immediately after this recording uh but you know i i believe in the ability to reconcile with parents even though it is like because i'll be honest most children i meet have better reasons for the way they behaved than their parents now even people like upwards of 15 a lot of the time you know like they're not that 15 year olds can't do some fucked up shit they can but it's like 
You know, like, I'm just saying, remember when we were three? Remember when all people were three years old, right? And it's like, we are, I've never met a three-year-old who wasn't the most beautiful human being alive, right? And I know you all know what I mean. So it's like, at some point, that little three-year-old became a genuinely terrible human being. And it's like, the only, so a lot of times you do feel like the only way that happens is if something really bad happened to them or if their parents didn't and do something right and to be honest that's not entirely the truth either because you know it's like we live in a world we live in a world where everyone affects everything and every other little little thing affects every other thing it's like our parents are by no means the here's the thing i realize that ultimately parents are not necessarily the biggest influence on your lives and that's a good thing that's a good thing for the parents and that's a good thing for for us as their children and this is to all people who were children at any point because this is when, when you are born into a person out of a person you know i feel like you inherit a bit of who that person was in a very literal sense you know it's it's not it's not it's not something to be ever be ashamed of or even necessarily be proud of it's just a fact you know we are always in so many ways like the people who created us and that is you know something that took me personally a really long time to come to terms with something that really took me a while to to make some peace with but the fact that i realize now that i'm 24 is that it is doable because i kind of have done it and i just you know i really would like to be able to say like a thought i keep having is i'd really like to be able to go back and say to myself when i was 22 and doing so so much worse it's like hey it's gonna be okay i wish i could have said that and i'm really happy that things are okay now you know and i was really scared for a long time but things are okay now and it's like wow you know i'm really happy so uh yeah to all of you out there who are may also be struggling i i just want to say that a lot of your decisions have uh inspired me you know i see a lot of people my own age who do really inspiring things a lot of the time and i just want to say i really respect it and you know like uh, i read that i read this pa this article in the other day uh of in the paper about a bunch of 13 year olds from the town i grew up in talking about how they were going around like for like for 14 to 15 year olds more maybe uh talking about going around town and like helping people in the city as like a little program one of the the kids made and i'm like that kind of shocks me that that happened in my my school well like i'm i'm so happy but it's like that school was a trauma pit when i was there i don't you know, Ravenna was a fucking terrifying place, and I, I honest, but I, you know, it has changed in the last, like, 15 years, you know, uh, some of the, like, there's a lot, of, there's, there's been some new people flooding into Ravenna, I've noticed, and I'm like, I think that's helped the, and also, you know, the world has changed, and it's like, oh, I can notice there's a difference from that town today than it was, like, 15 years ago, and it's not necessarily the biggest thing in the world, and nowhere near as big as, honestly, I'd like it to be, but it's like, hey, something and you know i just want to let all you other 20 somethings know that you know it, it can be okay it can be okay i know i know a lot of you have so many intense impossible horrible situations so many people have it far worse than i have you know i i count myself very lucky in life that even though i have i feel like held my share of suffering that i have nowhere near approached the maximum level that is capable by the human being and i just want to say i'm very grateful for that but it's like i just i just kind of feel like you know every even the most traumatized people i've ever met are still 
they still always usually find a way to impress me because all people are kind of impressive when you think about it. It's like even the most weird human being is a living collection of atoms and cells and other fucking shit. And the idea of that I think is so profound to us that a lot of people choose to deny it. It's such an impossibly scary idea that we're a creature like that, that we're something beautiful like that. And I think, you know, we really are, more than anything, afraid of that potential in us more than, you know, I think I think every, in a lot of ways, every person in the world is afraid of their own potential because how can you not be? How is it not the rational thing to be afraid of your own potential? Because, dear God, you're a human being. And you know from your history that all human beings can be incredibly impressive and it's like wow you know this is this is a lot this is a lot that i that i am and it's like damn so that's that i just again i just want to let you know that shit is interesting life is insane if you're younger than your 20s or older than your 20s listening to this just so you know i i'm very happy you're here but I kind of just, you know, I, I, the older I get, the more I realize how fundamentally stupid I am. But <laughs> I mean that in like a loving way. I'm not, I'm not like a self-deprecating way. More like a just a, like there's always you can never know even a tenth as much as I think you think you know. It's just there's just so much about life that surprises me every single day, and I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy that the world is far different than I ever really appreciated it for. It's very, it's very, in a very awesome way. I'm very happy to be a part of this world. And, you know, I just, I just, I just want to say, I, I like people. I like people, you know, like, here's the thing. A lot of people joke that, oh, if the alien race would come to earth and, um, they, they would evaluate us. They'd be like, oh damn, we got to hightail it out of here. We don't want to be around these little humans. These guys are weird. And to be honest, I thought that way I for a long, long time. <laughs> but then I thought, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. There's something very important that I always keep forgetting, and it is fair to bring it up, which is that all the human race is still here. We're still here. We're still here even though our world is burning. We're still here even though we have 10,000 years of horror and death to heal from and be settled upon. And it's horrifying that we have like maybe 200 years to do this and it's also horrifying that still so many people don't want to but then i remember we're still here and people are getting scared people are getting scared people are people are more and more realizing that global warming is real and the fear is dangerous but also a good sign ultimately like fear is not a bad thing fear is the acknowledgement always that something really good can happen or something really bad can happen bad or good you a, a fear can mean a good thing's happening and the fact that the world is dying as crazy as it sounds might actually be a good thing this is this is it right this is the thing that can bring humanity together is saving the planet like if nothing else in the world can bring world peace then saving the planet i really don't know what is because you're literally saving the fucking world if all the people in the world can't agree on saving the world then obviously world peace was never gonna happen <laughs> but i don't think that i think i think you know i think people deep down because everyone started out as a three-year-old is my logic and because people are ultimately everywhere someone who was a three-year-old once you know that ultimately, what that ultimately tells me is they know what it means 
to be a good person. They weren't, maybe not always, and maybe not for long, but at one point in their lives, they were a good person because they were three. And I'm like, well, that that changes some perspectives on things, doesn't it? And I'm not saying, I want to be very clear, uh, whatever caused them to so many people become so horrible in so many ways, we are ultimately responsible for who we are and who what our actions do. And that's, that's I feel like, even true uh, if you go through a very horrible thing. Because, you know, again, there's many people going through many more horrible things than I have. And so because of that, I try to be as, as empathetic as I can and respectful as I can and allowing them to do things. And I really – it's just that – here's the thing. One thing I never think actually helps anybody is hurting other people. I think hurting other people – hurts every other human being i've ever seen and i've seen some some fucked up people i've i've i I mean i grew up with some some hateful people and i mean there's there's hateful people in my family and very angry people and people that scared me a lot sometimes i mean i love them ultimately but that's the truth and you know it's like i really really wish that you know that would not have been a thing in my life was all that fear and and hate and stuff because it really doesn't help and i'm like it definitely doesn't help to hurt other people because it just it just hurts you too much you know that's why i don't think war makes sense it's not so much for the body count that it causes though that is horrifying but for the deep lasting psychological trauma it inflicts on the world when it does it like guys i want you to think about the fact that Every wars are always remembered in history. Why is that? Why is such a horrible thing always remembered? And it's because it's fucking intense. It's horrifying in a way that... Like, war is so obviously a horrifying thing. And it's never something that should be wanted. It's just obvious. It causes intense psychological trauma to the both recipients, no matter what they do. And that's even if one country was completely in the wrong, like when the U.S. bombed Japan with the nuclear bomb. I'm going to say what I think the U.S. government should have done in the situation of Al-Qaeda. And, and, or not Al-Qaeda. What am I fucking talking about? I'm sorry. I, I forget the name of the island. I'm not, again, I don't claim to be an expert. But I, this is just – I'm just going at it from like – you know, some decisions you got – there are laws of people to people and I don't think – if you have if you have the choice of running away from an enemy, you should always run away from an enemy. And I'm like, the U.S. What? Why didn't Why didn't you run away? Why didn't you just stop at Japan? I'm like, you know, like when all you, fighting back did not help us. It didn't. It just hurt us even more. You know, like yeah, we more people maybe stayed alive, but those people were born into a world where their friends, their family, all the people in the world that they care about are deeply hurting and that is a sad sad thing and that is not something we should ever want no matter how reasonable it seems because it's just too horrible it's too horrible of an idea so yeah i really i really think that i really believe that and yeah but you know at the same time i get it i want to know i get that there's a lot of people who feel they're very good reasons for violence. I, I think a lot of people think they do and don't, but I also think there are some people who, who do have some good reasons for violence, some very good reasons, very, very good reasons a lot of the time. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I want to, I don't want to say it. I have never thought less of someone who thought violence was necessary 
to help something exactly not not on the surface level but it's about what they want out of that violence and some people do want more violence out of violence and those people i'm like no like ultimately violent you should i really don't think you should want violence at all but even the people who want it some i'm like there are people who's like i just want enough violence to fix this thing and i'm like I, I get it i respect it in a lot of ways i don't agree with it but not out of like some high tushy moral cause when i say i'm worried about peace the people i am worried most about even a little bit more so than the people that those people will hurt i'm going to explain why is in a way the the people who do the hurting because when a person hurts another person they become a person who can hurt people even more and some people get really bad at that they hurt people very very badly and ultimately the truth of that i think that we have to remember is that you know you can't control anybody else because it's obvious that if you try to control other people however bad they were before they'll just get worse every time you know that's why it makes no that's why war it kind of doesn't make sense to me because it's when we as a people is one people try to control and hurt another people it's so bad for both people psychologically emotionally it's terrible like yeah sometimes someone gets more resources or more land or more stuff but it's like it's obvious that anything won through violence leaves everyone afterwards so terribly defeated defeated in a way that no matter how much you pretend otherwise is true some people pretend real hard otherwise some people will deny themselves the truth that they have lost so much of themselves through violence and i'm just gonna say it really obviously is true you know i'm like maybe you found some other things too you know i can't i can't guarantee that it was maybe a totally negative experience but i'm like wow you that's a line that we just can't it should work it should be our mission to never need to cross like that that just has to, i feel like that has to be so important to everyone deep down i know it is and so many people works do do it in such impossible extremes far more so than i that i i have a deep respect for those people i try to do it in my more humble way in my life that is not always the most difficult and honestly i, I do like for them ultimately but how I also am very much a daydreamer and like to wonder how my life could be even better. And it's like, well, you know, I think everyone else in the world being, being happy would make my life a lot better. I think knowing I lived in a world where uh, everyone else was happy would mean a lot to me. I'd be very, very happy to hear that. And, you know, so it's like if world of listeners, if you're listening to this and you want to you want to maybe try making this little old voice person happy. I would really appreciate it. And I, if you decide not to, you know, I will not hold it against you. But I would still like for you to be happy. Just, just a truth, you know. But yeah, this is me. I'm still playing Pillars of Eternity. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good game. You know, it's... I just... I keep... I like being a pirate queen. It's fun. I'm so happy that fantasy is, is getting better about writing the, the femme presenting aspect of people. You know, it's like, it's like, well, the classical feminine image is obviously a little sad because when I say classical, I mean the classical that like companies sell. It's like, it's like, like well, companies have the most disgusting idea of bodies and shapes and people. And I'm like, well, 
that's horrifying and I'm like uh, video games have been no exception to that and even though I grew up with video games and I love video games uh, I have to say that's always been a very obvious horror like uh, slight on their their value as to what I believe they do have much value to society uh, because they really did help me through a lot of things a lot of traumas and fears and emotions I had in a lot of way so I really got a lot of value out of them and I would like everyone to be able to get a lot of value out of them, but I understand why some people, you know, it's it, the video games have not made it easy in a lot of ways for because they've really been weird and toxic and like fucking racist and sexist and all the other things, homophobic as hell. It's like I'm not, but also occasionally really cool because occasionally you know like you see like a game developer is gay, a decent amount of game, more and more developers I feel like became gay. And there's always some definite gayness. In the vamp in the video game scene, I think it was just used to be more underground, and then gayness in society got a little, a little cooler, a little more accepted, and then video games got a little gayer. And I really am happy video games got a little gayer. It's really cool and makes me very happy that uh, you know, as as a kind of gay person, a little pansexual, I like to think of myself, a little potential non-binary pansexual. Just see him for now, but. You know, I'm I'm five, but I, I like to think about it a lot. It's very interesting. I like to I like to think about ideas for a very very long time before I commit to them, just because it's fun. It's fun to consider something so heavily, like it'll change everything about your life, because it kind of makes it more important in your head. That's a nice little trick I taught myself for making myself happy. Is just let myself care about the most small good thing, like it's the most important thing in the world. Like I. And someone who I'm sensitive enough that I can cry over a wilting flower if I need to. And it is, it is a very powerful ability, I think, to be able to fall in love easily in the world. And I feel like I can fall in love pretty easily. I feel like I fall in love. I just like things a lot, you know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I like to think I'm a little sweet. I like, I just kind of like shit. I'm just happy when people are happy and fun and enriched and cool. I just want everyone to be all right. But I've been a little weird about how what I thought that was in my life, and that's partial a lot of lot lot because of trauma, like a lot of it because of trauma, but also because of some choices I did make, and some of those choices were affected by the trauma. But I don't think the trauma was the only reason I made them, and I I like I'm pretty sure I've never done anything too terrible to anybody. I mean I've done some things I really was did not feel good about, but I was just such a nice pleasant guy in general but i'm pretty sure i never did it in a way where anyone got got too too hurt i'm you know i i feel like every mistake i ever made was ultimately ultimately pretty pretty reasonable given the world we live in you know and i'm not saying that makes anything that i you know maybe it's some things are worse than i thought in which case i'll do what i can to maybe make them better or if i can't make them better find some peace with it maybe i, I don't know but I'm really, and I'm sure so many people have things far worse than I've ever done, but still, you know, I don't, I don't like, I like to be the best person that I can possibly be, and if I fail at that, I feel like I'm failing a lot of time, and I know that it's life, you kind of got to expect to make a lot of mistakes, but still, you know, it's always so important, I think you want to, you want to do, you want to be impressive, you want to be someone people can turn to and be like, oh wow, I really want to be like that person. And I, for me, that means being as kind as I can be. I think kindness is vital. I used to, I used to think, where, like, like what I originally believed was that uh, knowledge was the most valuable thing, and that has like, sort of expanded upon me in a way that I realized I wasn't wrong, but I didn't really understand what I, what even I meant by that. Really, what I meant by that was deep down, I think I meant 
um, awareness is the most important thing and the ultimate form of awareness is love love provides you more information about everything than anything any other emotion hands down love is the ultimate analytical understanding tool to not utilize it in its full capacity is a real shame because it's so objectively useful um in every day in every way in every day of life and it's like well you know and i'm like a lot of people have uh, struggles with that very valid struggles very very valid struggles sometimes and sometimes maybe some not so valid struggles because and the only really i think not and even that like the only not the struggle i find to call valid is a struggle where it's a struggler who's hurting a lot of other people while struggling it's like that's not right to hurt people who are trying to or also hurting it's like that's like it doesn't help you know because ultimately everyone's so fucking lovey-dovey deep down it's really clear even though they can be absolutely horrifying because they're just like the only way that the human race could be this horrible is if deep down we were absolutely beautiful because horror becomes more pronounced when you give it light to make yourself feel depressed next to and the truth is we are way too sad with the deeply horrible things that we have experienced to not be beautiful children deep down like we are way we are so sensitive over things that largely exist in our heads like perceptions and and uh and I, and I say existence or heads because thoughts are real thoughts are as real well here's how i like to think it in terms of realness the most real things about a person are their emotions is the most real their body is the second most real, and then their mind is the third most real. All are real, but some are more real than others. And I think I think emotion always is more important to a person than thoughts, no matter what else they say. And that's not I'm not trying to generalize, but it's like there are some things that are like there are things that are elements of human nature. And I'm I'm not I'm not saying that by the way. Some people have used that term as a way to spread hatred and fear and ideas of control and disrespect. And I'm not trying to do any of that. I respect every human being I've ever met so much. I love all of them. They're all beautiful. They're all wonderful. I think they're great. I think they all have so much potential and so much beautiful things. Um, because like uh, cause the human race really seems to be be you know like have a huge family dynamic. Like we're all the same species, and that is a connector we all have. And it's like that means certain things in common. And it's like well, the things we have in common are pretty fucking cool. Like awareness, perception, like love, emotions. Um, and ideas of, of growth and renewing and healing and also some really dark fucking shit like using fear to control and and uh, drowning your soul in a well of sorrows shit it's fucking insane yeah you know i i can't even believe it but it's like ultimately i just wanted to put this message out to you universe that i believe in you i believe in you in spite of all the bullshit that i know i'd don't and can't and fully never will under fully understand but i'm doing my best to have as much empathy as i have and empathy can be very powerful so you know i'm trusting it with uh in a way i think is appropriate and uh yeah and i'm like i think you know i i, <laughs> I think i think i think other 20 potential other ages somethings i i think about things to do them and how to do them that is my lot in life uh, God, I really like. Here's the thing: Can we all either just reject capitalism or 
go live can we just go go live in the woods like here's the thing we can all agree being poor sucks and everyone's kind of poor right now relative really when you think about it because and I, I mean that only in the sense that there really is enough resources in the world to help everybody there there is it's just a fact you know like i'm and i'm saying that so many people are hoarding them and not using them to their full extent i'm guilty of this too and you know i don't think i'm i'm i'm, not, I'm certainly not rich but hey i'm american and i'm i got i do have certain necessities uh that i'm happy to have i have like but also some you know i'm white and it's like oh i'm mostly white and it's like you know, like, so it's like, yeah, it's, we always had work, you know, so that was something I was grateful for, and it's like, but it's like, oh, damn, even though work is just horrifying if you're poor, it's like, it's designed, it's not designed with your happiness in mind at all, it's not designed to help you, it's really obvious, because it's so horrible, like, no one with any, like, no service that really is about helping people would have their workers be treated like that and it's really so many companies so many early every company ultimately because a company's a bad design a bad a company is a bad design for a group of people and how they should work together you know like life should be about relationships relationships is who should decide like town like dynamics and power and all those things like relationships with people relationships with ourselves relationships with not rules you know rules ultimately are made to be broken what matters is how we feel about each other and that is the thing that ultimately should always become beautiful and enriching and awesome but it's like a lot of, there's a lot of very good and a lot of very not so good reasons why that's a problem and you know i just you know it's like a, yeah i really i really you know i like I like everybody. That's all I can say. Even though I really I really think I understand I have enough of a perspective that I could not like people if I wanted and it would be understandable. I'm like also I just really don't want to. I just it's really hard not to. It's hard not to like people. People are kinda cool ultimately at the end of the day. You know, we're kinda like little alien people. It's like it's weird, you know, it's cool. But yeah, it's it gets sad sometimes world, but I just want to say I think some things are about to get a lot better for everyone and I know that that sounds absolutely insane given the circumstances that we as a world are in but for some weird reason I can't shake I believe in people still and I still think everything is going to be all right and the answer is love love is more impressive is a thing in the world and it is a fact that it exists so it's really obvious to me that eventually it will win simply by the nature like it might take a long time like a very long time but it's like like it just there's it's so obvious that like love just like hatred is just love for all the wrong things but it is still a twisted form of love and that means it has a lot of the resiliency of love and a lot of the elasticity and flexibility of love but it is not truly love because it is it is love for all the wrong things that is a horrible thing to love all the wrong things this is wrong for the people going through it wrong for the people in them and now here's the secret here's the secret and here's how you get over that issue at least how i've gotten over that issue is how is that you should never ever feel guilty about loving anyone you know uh, like loving someone even if they're a terrible person is 
not a not a slight on your character it is the highest mark that you are an empathetic human being if you are capable of loving a monster then holy shit are you an impressive person like that's so difficult i'm like yeah so i just you know, let me get the two sorry i'm i'm doing video game strategies in my head i say strategies like this is XCOM 2 it's fucking pillar like pillars of eternity is not a stupid game by any means but i just i just been playing a lot of XCOM 2 and i'm like XCOM 2 is a ridiculous and i just am now coming back to a more like a little a, a tactical game that's very good and very fun and really great but i feel like is a little less challenge is is less challenging i would say than at least for me uh than XCOM 2 and that's just cuz XCOM 2 is insane XCOM 2 is scary the level of like obsessive hardness they put in that game like uh i mean i respect it ultimately i did it to a good extent on normal <laughs> i never even tried after that like normal i was you know like i could have tried hard but i was like i had so much fun on normal i really don't want to stress myself out with hard but also i get it you know it's like yeah but yeah ultimately and again i will say that i believe in you universe and that's where i'm gonna stop for today and here's the thing i want you to take this 37 minutes of podcasting time and i want you to put it in your little wee brains no i'm just kidding you're all very big brained i'm just teasing you because i like you i apologize but um tip put this in your brains let's just reshape the nature of podcasting uh because i am feeling really lazy about this project and i kind of just want to do it and have people listen to it while also being lazy about it and i fully expect that that means people won't listen to it but also if you did that'd be still be really so, yeah, I'll uh, I'll stop it here, and you know I'm gonna do a really cool thing for myself. I'm gonna trust that 37 minutes of a podcast, even though I know that's short for a podcast, might get some listeners. I'm gonna trust that uh, potentially I can be interesting enough not for that. And if I'm not, then all that means that doesn't mean uh, I that just means I have a unique appreciation of me. I think, and that is fine. That is fine. I have no hold no resentment towards anyone for not listening to my podcast ever. You know, there are a lot of great podcasts out there. I like the one that Midnight Gospel was about, the Don't Control Family Hours. That's a good podcast. You should all go watch that podcast. Oh shit. Oh no. The world is burning. Now I gotta worry about copyright infringement from the Duncan podcast. Because I mentioned them in this podcast. Well, I'm sorry. Can we don't sue me <laughs> please i really like your work i'll promote you for free just don't sue me i don't think you will but all right well good night universe sleep tight make sure to hold your niggers tight i don't know all right farewell everyone fall away into dreamland Ooh.